The Atlanta Braves will play baseball again, I promise, after two rainouts in New York over the weekend. And on this Miners Monday episode, I'm going to tell you why A.J. Smith-Shalver is undoubtedly the top prospect in the Atlanta Braves farm system right now. All of that on this episode of Locked on Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked on Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Also, follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Always enjoy hearing from you, the listener. If you're new on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. If you're watching there, hit that thumbs up button as well, as it does help support the show a ton when you do that. And thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Heard from several of you in the comments section last week, letting me know that you are an every day and I really enjoy hearing those comments from you or seeing those comments from you. On today's episode, we have a little Braves baseball to talk about, but it is the end of the first month of the season. So I'm going to tell you my player of the month for April, my pitcher of the month, all the monthly awards for the Atlanta Braves. We'll discuss those, but then this is a Miners Monday episode. So we are going to start by looking at the Braves' top prospects from the past two weeks because I was out last week on vacation. So we're going to look at it what our top prospects have done from the last two weeks and some of the notable standouts at every level. I'm going to go through the top 10 based on MLB pipeline. This isn't my top 10. I did give my top 10 earlier in the off season, but starting at the top of MLB prospect or MLB pipelines, top prospect, they have Jared Schuster and it was a rough week for the Braves starting pitchers at Gwinnett. I don't know what's going on over there at Buffalo who they were playing this week, but a lot of the Braves starting pitchers got hit around pretty good. Jared Schuster, four innings, nine hits, two walks, four earned runs, and three strikeouts. Not a great outing for him, and he could have, have an opportunity to start a game for the Braves again here soon. We'll talk about that a little bit more later in the episode. Owen Murphy, he and J.R. Ritchie had their first kind of struggles of the year as well. Owen Murphy, four innings, five hits, one walk, two earned, and four strikeouts. Still not a terrible start. Overall, J.R. Ritchie, three and a third, three hits, two walks, two earned, and five strikeouts. So, again, not disastrous starts for either one of those 2022 top draft picks, but not the dominant performances that we've been used to seeing from them early on. Somebody who was dominant and somebody who I ranked the number one in my farm system rankings for the Braves, and that is A.J. smith Shaver. Another dazzling performance for him on the mound, five innings, one hit, one walk, no earned, and six strikeouts. And you now look at his numbers on the season so far, 14 innings, six hits, four walks, no earned, and 23 strikeouts. He is starting to really put it together, continue to build up his work total, and it's looking really good, and I'm really excited about A.J. smith Shaver. I just, again, I ranked him as the top prospect in the farm system, when I did my rankings, and I think he's very clearly at the top right now and just has a ton of potential. I like some of the other guys. I like Murphy. I like 
Richie. I think they're going to be solid big leaguers, and I think they're pretty safe bets. But in terms of upside, there aren't many players in the Braves farm system right now that I think have more upside than A.J. Smith-Shaver. Perhaps Cole Phillips, perhaps Spencer Schwellenbach, but need to see more from those guys. We'll talk about Schwellenbach here in a second. Cole Phillips maybe will pitch later in the year. But to me, those are some of the bigger upside arms in the Braves system right now. We're starting to see it more from A.J. Smith-Shaver, and it's got me really excited for the future of that young right-hander. Braden Shoemake, really good couple of weeks down at Gwinnett after a bit of a slow start at the plate. He's 15 for his last 50. That's a 300 average, four doubles, four home runs. That's the most home runs that Gwinnett over that stretch as well. So not only is Shoemake starting to hit, he's hitting for power as well, which you love to see. So that's great to see from Braden Shoemake. I mentioned Schwellenbach a second ago. He pitched four innings this past week, two hits, no walks, no earned, three strikeouts. So a really strong outing from him as he continues to build up innings and they continue to ease him into the season after not pitching last year. So good to see that from Spencer. Still haven't seen Darius Vines yet. Not sure where he is. As far as Ambioris Tavares, the kid's young. It's his first you know, full season in minor league baseball, but really struggling at the plate right now. Glaring reviews for him defensively, but he's seven for four, or he was seven for 40 at the plate the last two weeks. That's a 175 average and just one extra base hit. I'm going to be, you know, it's going to be more telling for me what he looks like at the end of this year rather than what we're seeing at the beginning. Cause again, hasn't played a ton of baseball the last couple of years, COVID injuries. So not really going to put too much stock into what I see from him at the beginning of the season, but as we get towards the end, the last couple of months, I'm really going to be more looking into those stats for Tavares and seeing how he looks at the plate. But just honestly, right now, based on the numbers, I haven't been able to put my eyes on him a lot. Just seems overmatched. A lot of strikeouts, not getting a lot of hits, not hitting for much power. So I want to see if he can progress throughout the season and see if he has a better you know, end of the season than a beginning of the season. Dylan Dodd, again, I mentioned, you know, some rough starts at AAA this week. Three innings, six hits, one walk, six earned, four strikeouts. Same for Michael Soroka, who pitched on Sunday. Three innings, ten hits, no walks, did hit two batters, eight runs, seven of them earned, one strikeout. I didn't get a chance to watch that game either, but heard the defense didn't exactly help Soroka in that game. But still, ten hits, only one strikeout and three innings. Not great for Soroka, and as I mentioned, one of those guys could be in line to start for the Braves this Friday. And then finally, I got to mention my guy, Nacho Alvarez, Ignacio Alvarez, 11 for his last, 33 at the plate. That's a 333 average, two extra base hits, still not hitting for a ton of power, but 14 walks over the last two weeks to just four strikeouts. My man gets on base. He puts the ball in play, gets hits as well. Uh, just, again, I think he's right now, I think pretty easily one of the best hitters, if not the best hitter in the Braves farm system. Uh, so really love what he's doing so far. And he's really impressing and making me and, and others who are high on him coming into the season look really smart 
at the moment. But Nacho Alvarez just getting it done. Uh, saw a tweet from a listener the other day who was getting to watch them in person. Thanks so much for sharing that with me. I'm glad you got to enjoy the Nacho experience. Now looking at some notables from each level over the last two weeks. Ed Gwinnett, I mentioned Shoemaker, led the team in hits over the last two weeks, also led the team in home runs. Second in hits at Gwinnett was Forrest Wall, who had 14 hits over that stretch. Again, he had a really good spring training. I think he's dangerous on the base pass. He already has a lot of stolen bases. Uh, so good to see Forrest Wall kind of continue that into the season. Eli White was back as well, been on the paternity list, had sparing, uh, sparing time, playing time was sparing for him. Um, at the major league level, struggling with words there. Uh, but he is back as well. Hit a leadoff homer the other day, so good to see for him. Joshua Fuentes and Yolmer Sanchez swung the bat well over the last couple of weeks. On the pitching side, Grant Holmes, five games, eight and a third innings, two hits, one walk, no earned, and 11 strikeouts. A really good couple of weeks for Grant Holmes out of the bullpen. I know a lot of you perhaps looking at Gwinnett, seeing if maybe there's some bullpen arms that could come up. Grant Holmes is a former first-round draft pick by the Dodgers back in 2014, 27-year-old right-handed pitcher. Now, he has had an ERA over eight at the AAA level the past two seasons, so going to need to see a little bit more from him to really believe it, but really great two weeks for him down at Gwinnett. Allen Winans, 10 innings, 5 hits, 4 walks, 1 earned, 11 strikeouts. Yaxel Rios, closer for Gwinnett right now that some of you have uh, mentioned to me is perhaps a possibility at the big league level some point this year. 5 and 2 thirds innings, 4 hits, 2 walks, 1 earned, 7 strikeouts, and 3 saves over the last 2 weeks. And then Brian Moran, 5 innings, 4 hits, no walks, no earned, and 7 strikeouts. So there are a couple of reliever arms down there having some success. Should they be needed? I am not to that panic Time yet for the Braves bullpen. I think they'll be just fine, but they do have some guys who are performing well there just in case. At Mississippi, Andrew Moritz. You may have seen a lot about him. Tweeted over the last couple of weeks, he's been on fire for Mississippi, 14 for 38. That's a 368 average, two, two triples and one home run. Have Javier Valdez as well has just been hitting incredibly 13 hits in just eight games, three doubles, and four home runs for Mississippi. He was a 21st-round pick in 2019 out of Florida International. 24-year-old catcher, had an 826 OPS last year, so perhaps somebody to keep an eye on. Domingo Robles, 14 innings, 18 strikeouts for Mississippi. Did give up 13 hits and six walks and four earned runs, but a lot of punch-outs there for Robles. Tanner Gordon. I feel like every time I do a minor league update, we're talking about Tanner Gordon or he is in there and he's having a solid start. I know he doesn't have maybe the most overpowering stuff, but he seems like somebody that could be a back of the rotation type of arm if needed. 11 and two thirds innings, seven hits, two walks, one earned and 14 strikeouts in his last two starts. And Alec Barger, six innings, two hits, three walks, no earned, seven strikeouts and two saves for Mississippi over the last couple of weeks. And then at Rome, Adam Zembrowski, 14 hits in just nine games, four doubles and, and four home runs in that stretch. 13th round pick in 2021, a 22-year-old catcher, had a 748 OPS last year. So Braves got a couple of sneaky good catchers down there, and we haven't even mentioned Tyler Tolvey, who hasn't played yet this season. So uh, Braves just quietly kind of racking up some really solid offensive catchers. Drake Baldwin, who we haven't talked about either, who they drafted last year. 
Uh, Braves actually have some really solid depth at the catching position, and they got a pretty good one locked up for a long time at the major league level as well. So maybe some trade capital there. As for as far as Augusta, Justin Justin Giannis, thirteen for thirty five, three doubles over the last couple of weeks. Ethan Workinger, thir- eleven for thirty seven with three doubles and a home run. David McCabe, ten hits over his last couple of weeks, a lot of strikeouts, but five extra base hits. He's showing that power potential that he has when the Braves drafted him out of Charlotte last year. On the pitching side, at Augusta, Cedric De Grandpre. Uh, Sure, I'm not saying that correctly. I'm just going to call him Cedric. Eight innings, three hits, two walks, no earned, and 12 strikeouts. Landon Harper, eight and two-thirds innings, two hits, one walk, no earned, and 10 strikeouts. So a couple of good pitching performances there at Augusta. That's your minor league recap for the week. If there's somebody in particular that you like, you want me to keep an eye on, let me know in the comments section down below, and I'll be sure to include them in my recap. But really love a lot of things going on in the Braves farm system, especially on the pitching side of things, and especially A.J. Smith-Shawver, what he has been doing. It's got me really pumped up for his season. All right, next we are going to do our awards for the month of March, April to begin the season for the Atlanta Braves. We'll discuss that here next. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got the thing just for you, Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. They're so amazing that you won't think they're good for you. You got to try them. And what makes Built Bars so good is that they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. And they're in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream, which are some of my favorite And they're great for you as well, as I mentioned. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait to get a box for years. We've been telling you how to go to built.com and order yourself a box, which you can still do. But now you can go out and get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. You can head to Walmart to get yourself a 13-bar box or go to, or sorry, at Walmart you can get a 4-bar box of cookies and cream double chocolate bar or coconut puff or if you got a sam's club nearby you can get yourself a 13 bar box might last you a little bit longer and they got flavors like brownie batter puff and churro puff however you get your belt built bars make sure you go out and get yourself a box today this episode is also sponsored by better help Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, process, especially because we're always growing and changing. I myself, I'm about to be a parent of three. My life is changing constantly. My needs are changing constantly. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash MLB. All right, got a lot coming up this week. Obviously, got the doubleheader with the Mets on Monday. Grant and I will have a postcast for you Monday night if they play those games. And they got another series coming up against Miami. We'll be previewing and getting ready for this week as well. Now, looking back at the beginning of the season, one thing we all wanted to see and was one of the keys coming into this year, could the Braves get off 
to a hot start? Could they avoid that early season slump like we've seen the last couple of years? And they absolutely did. Yes, we've seen some bad stretches in there. We've seen some games the Braves have given away. Braves have had a lot of injuries. Despite all of that, they finished the month 18-9. and That's first in the National League East, second most wins in the National League, only behind the Pittsburgh Pirates like we all thought. They're also second to the Pirates and run differential. So whatever you think of the first month of the season for the Braves, and certainly it could have been better, but again, they've been without two of their best starters for a majority of the month. They've been without two of their better hitters to start the season and Travis Darno and Orlando Arcia. They've been without two of their key bullpen arms for a lot of the first month in Colin McHugh and Rysel Iglesias. And they've been without Michael Harris as well. And despite all that, they're first in the National League East. They have the second most wins in the National League and the second best run differential. And they blew two games against the Astros, just gave them away and won against the Marlins. And yet they still have 18 wins. They're still 18 and nine. So overall, a really great first month of the season for the Atlanta Braves. And I think they can just be even better going forward. My player of the month for the Braves in the month, I'm just going to call it the month of April. I know it's March plus April, but my player of the month for April, it's got to be Ronald Acuna Jr. I mean, we wanted to see what this guy looked like fully healthy, and he has just been unbelievable. Believable hitting 352 with a 440 on base percentage, a 986 OPS. He has scored 23 runs already, nine doubles, four home runs. I know a lot of you are still looking for that power, but my word, the guy just gets on base and he gets hits. It's been incredible to watch. 14 runs batted in, 13 stolen bases. I mean, the guy has done everything. He's made some incredible catches in the outfield. He's had a ton of assists already with his arm. He's done it all. I mean, this is the Ronald Acuna Jr. we all hoped to see. He looks fully healthy. He looks like himself. He looks absolutely incredible. And I think he's got to be one of the front runners already for the NL MVP. I just hope he can keep it up all year. I hope he can remain healthy all season long and keep up this pace. I do hope we see a little bit more of that power, and I think we will, especially as the weather warms up. He gets that launch angle back to where we need to see it. But either way, if this is a player he wants to be that just gets on base at a 440 clip and scores a ton of runs at the top of the lineup, I'm all here for it. Now my pitcher of the month, Spencer Strider. I think it's a pretty obvious one as well. If Max Fried had been healthy, and even with not being healthy, Max Fried had a pretty strong case. But Spencer Strider, 3-0, a 1.80 ERA, 0.83 whip, 30 innings pitched, only allowed 14 hits. That is just absurd. The only thing you can really say bad about Spencer Strider is the 11 walks. I think he's walked a few too many batters, but 49 strikeouts in those 30 innings. I mean, he has come out and tried to show immediately that what happened last week wasn't just a rookie fluke and that he is here and he is here to stay. Big start, obviously, coming up on Monday against the Mets, but Spencer Strider, easily my pitcher of the month. But again, Max Fried, just amazing as well. Biggest surprise for the Braves in April, Sam Hilliard, 20 games, 296 average, 367 on base percentage, 904 OPS, four doubles, three home runs, and filled in admirably for Michael Harris in center field. He should be 
the primary left fielder for the Braves going forward against right-handing right-handed pitchers. And I think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be a platoon between uh, Kevin Pillar and Sam Hilliard in left field with Rosario getting a lot of the starts at DH. And that kind of leads to my biggest disappointment for the month of April, and that is Marcelo Zuna. Nobody needed to get off to a good start more than Marcelo Zuna, and he could not have gotten off to a worse start. Uh, seventh most at-bats on the team, more than Hilliard even, and yet he's just 5 for 59. That's an 085 average, and he's striking out 27% of the time. You're already starting to see his playing time go away again. I think with everybody healthy now, you're going to see a platoon of Pilar and Hilliard in left field with Eddie Rosario getting most of the DH opportunities. You even saw against a lefty starter the other day that Rosario got the nod at the DH spot over Marcel Ozuna. I just think his playing time will continue to get diminished until he shows some signs of life or until the Braves ultimately just DFA him. We'll see what happens there, but definitely a huge disappointment in the first month of the season for Marcel Ozuna. Now, what needs to improve for the Braves going forward? Obviously, they did a lot of good in the first month with an 18-9 and record, but as I said, there were still some things that they did wrong and could have done better for an even more productive month. Playing at home, just 7-7 seven and seven in home games with that home crowd and those sellouts that they have on the weekend, They've lost to the good teams so far. They lost to the Padres and the Astros and taking care of business against the teams that they need to, but need to see them start playing better at home. Now, they've been great on the road, and that'll all probably even itself out over the course of the season, but just 7-7 seven and seven in home games so far, a little odd for the Braves. Stop striking out so much. Perhaps that's a lost cause at this point. I think that's just what this offense is and kind of have to deal with it because of all the power and home runs that they have, but I... Would love to see them, obviously, cut down on the strikeouts. And I think this is probably the big one for a lot of people. Really struggle with runners in scoring position. And a lot of that you know, has to do with the all-or-nothing approach that many of the Braves hitters have. But 21st in all in baseball with a 243 average, hitting with runners in scoring position. That stuff also tends to work itself out. But it really hurt the Braves in some of those, you know, a couple of the losing streaks that they had. When they weren't getting those big home runs, they really struggled to put the ball in play with runners in scoring position and get some big hits there uh, to really help them out, help themselves out. Also, the bullpen blew some leads late as well. That didn't help, but hitting better with runners in scoring position, something I like to see going forward. And stop hitting into double plays. My word, third most double plays hit into in all of Major League Baseball through the first month of the season. It's just it seems like time and time again they keep hitting into double plays. So that's something that needs to get better. And then Iglesias getting back in the bullpen. I mentioned the bullpen blowing some of the games. I think you get Iglesias back in that closers role, kind of settles everything else down in the bullpen, and hopefully things get a little bit better there. As far as the outlook for May, you know, they're now starting the month with two games against the Mets. Then he got three of Miami, three versus Baltimore at home, and two versus Boston at home, three at Toronto, three at Texas. Three against Seattle, three versus the Dodgers, and four against the Phillies before you end the month in Oakland. It's a really tough schedule in the month of May. So Braves got to be ready to go, got to be ready to bring it in the month of May. All right, next I'll preview these Mets games coming up and a little bit of news from over the weekend. We'll talk about that next. 
For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage, look for the green check to know the part will fit, or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Because of the rain outs over the weekend, it'll be a doubleheader on Monday and what it turns into ultimately a three-game series for the Braves and the Mets. Now, before we get into that, just a little bit of news. I mentioned Iglesias needing him back. He threw another clean outing on Sunday. I think there's a chance he could join the Braves in Miami. I think at the latest, he'll probably join them for the homestand starting next weekend. You do need a starter for Friday's game because of the doubleheader. You're not going to pitch Strider or Morton on short rest, so the Braves will need a starter for Friday. I would imagine it's either going to be Schuster or or Soroka, again, we already talked about it. Both of them had some struggling starts at Gwinnett this past week, but I still think it'll probably be either one of them. I don't think they'll go with a bullpen game because I would honestly trust, still trust either one of those two guys uh, to come up. Um, but you are going to need a starter for Friday. Joe Jimenez reinstated from the fraternity list. Danny Young optioned back to AAA. So, Joe Jimenez, as Mass Boost uh, mentioned in my comments the other day, he's looked really good his last couple of outings. Hopefully he's starting to turn things around. They've all been kind of in low-leverage situations, but Braves need him to be that high-leverage reliever that they traded for, and hopefully we're starting to begin or beginning to see signs of that happening. For the doubleheader on Monday, it'll be Spencer Strider versus Danny Reyes for the Mets. Uh, Reyes started the season in the bullpen for the Mets and was really good, had some really good numbers, had some good numbers for Baltimore last year as well out of the bullpen, but he hasn't thrown more than two innings in a game this year, so I can't imagine he's going to last very long, maybe serve more as an opener leading up to a bullpen game for the Mets in game one. Uh, Reyes is 26 years old. You know, mentioned with Strider, I did my preview for the series last week. Don't get frustrated by the foul balls. Keep pounding the strike zone and make those Mets hitters beat you. In game two of the doubleheader, it'll be Charlie Morton versus McGill. Again, previewed this on Friday's episode. You want to go back and give that a listen. Morton does worry me a little bit against this Mets lineup, but hopefully come out get a sweep of this doubleheader at the very least. And I even mentioned this when I thought Strider was going to pitch on Saturday. Game one of this doubleheader needs to be a pretty convincing and easy win, set you up for an opportunity to go over the sweep in game two. But that pitching matchup, you would think, heavily favors the Braves, but never know what's going to happen in a bullpen game. I know it can be difficult for hitters seeing a different pitcher every single time, but again, need the Braves to wrap up that game one, give yourselves a chance for a sweep of the doubleheader. Hopefully they can take care of business in both of them. Grant and I will be here with you for the postcast after those two games on Monday evening. You can get that audio version of that in the Locked On Braves podcast, or make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta 
on YouTube. You get the video version of that. That will do this this episode of Locked On Braves. Thank you so much for making Locked On Braves your first listen of each and every day. Thank you to all my everydayers out there. Let me know in the comment section if you are one of those and if you made it all the way to the end of this episode. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. You can follow me at ShortstopBall. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 